handle the truth. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. Factor podcast episode number 62. 62. Yes. If you're keeping score at home. I am Coach Brew. He is John Rennie, Naval Steeman, extraordinaire. Yes. And this episode of the X Factor podcast, besides being brought to you by Bottom Gun Coffee, is brought to you by youhavethewatch.com. You Have the Watch is a brand new book by my co-host that is a guided leadership journal which will provide leaders with weekly, daily training, weekly and daily training for an entire year. Yes. It's a guided journal that gives you a specific leadership concept each day. It'll take you about 15 minutes each morning to read, journal, and reflect on, and it is... um, you know, much like in olden times, the ship captain's journal uh, yeah. helped you chronicle the leadership of your trip. Well, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, manager, leader, if, if you are a solopreneur, you're still leading yourself, you need to chronicle your journey to reflect and become a better leader. And that is what you have the watch.com will help you do. And if you pre order, how am I doing, John? You're doing great. This is fantastic. Pre order. Yes. Like now, right now. you're listening to this, pre-order now before yep. March 20th. Is that correct? March 31st. March 31st. Yes. You could be eligible for some fabulous prizes. Yes. The grand prize is an American flag from the Sasquatch Flag Company. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's the flag you see behind John Rennie in his studio during his podcast and the X Factor podcast. That's brought to you by our friends at Sasquatch Flag Company. Sasquatch is real. He's out in the woods, cutting down trees, nailing, sawing, measuring twice and cutting once, painting, painting, even chisels and paints the little stars and every single stripe himself, which is why no one's seen him or photographed him in decades. (laughs) He's been making these flags, Sasquatch, that savvy old savvy wise old sage that he is so that's a grand prize we also have uh, a prize which is a humidor a portable humidor from our friends at uh, uh warfighter warfighter tobacco company yeah warfighter you're really good at tobacco this. company i almost said <laughs> warfare humidor humidor uh, we also have a 50 dollars gift card from our friends at chin up chest out apparel company there's another $50 gift card uh, from, um, what's the other company? It's uh, Four Bear Clothing Company. Another friend of mine has, four bear has clothing a apparel company. company. Yes. Four not bear. two yep. bears, not three bears, not five bears. Four. four bear. Yes. Uh, to be uh, forbeared is to be forewarned. No, it's to be forearmed. Is to, right. To be forewarned is to be forearmed. Right. Or so what's you better be in from- either of those two things? To be four bears. Right. What are the other prizes, John? I know there's two copies of a book. 
That is yeah, no, line. we got uh, uh, the White Arrow from my friend Noble Brown. He's uh, He's got a couple of those. We got five pounds of coffee from uh, the Bottom Our Gun Coffee Our friends at BottomGunCoffee.com. Yep. And, um, yeah, you mentioned the humidor, and then we've got um, – uh, the, yeah, I think that's it. Oh, no, we've got um, a $50 box of uh, goodies from the Sheepdog Soap Company. That's, that's, uh, that's right. I love Sheepdog yeah. Soap. Yep. So, anyways, we've got a bunch of uh, giveaways for this, and I uh, appreciate all the people that have helped me put that together and chin up, chest out, of course, being a part of that. I love it. This is my favorite workout shirt right here. And, and uh, where, yeah. again, do people go to get this uh, guided leadership journal that will take them through the entire year? youhavethewatch.com. So I'm picturing something that's the size of an unabridged dictionary if it's a guided leadership journal for an entire year, John. Is that the case? Is this like a large, cumbersome thing that that, uh, you'd have to schlep around? Or really, tell us what it's really like. Debunk this myth. No, it's not. It's something you keep on your desk. It's a six by nine size book. It is right up for you. And you just. Yeah, it is like a 200 page book. It's uh, you keep it on your desk. It's uh, you put it in the corner of your desk. You just take it out in the morning, look through it, reflect on those ideas. I'll have a little bit of a challenge in there for you uh, in that day. You know, carry out the challenge or think about that uh, aspect during the day. And that's it. It doesn't challenge you. It doesn't change you. Exactly. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, thanks for the plug. I, I love it. Um, it's a great book. I'm excited about getting it out to you guys. It's all, all done, all finished. It's being wrapped up with the final, uh, you know, the formatting inside of the book. And we're getting ready to go for an April launch. So uh, we'll be shipping out in early April. But, um, yeah, so get your pre-orders in this month. You have the watch.com. That's a lot of propaganda to start to show out, JR. It is a lot, a of, lot propaganda. of propaganda. Yes, in fact, the, this week's episode is on X-Factor propaganda campaigns. We're going to talk about propaganda. And, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about the difference between propaganda and fake news and if we, can, if we can figure out the difference between the two. But propaganda is something I've been thinking about, about just because of, you know, there's a war on in the Ukraine. And it seems like we're seeing a lot of propaganda on both sides. Uh, we're seeing a lot of U.S. propaganda. And I thought, well... Why don't we tackle this topic? Because I think it's something that's timely. It's interesting. And uh, by the way, do you know what propaganda is? You know what the definition of propaganda is, Coach Brew? Uh, I don't, but I have a funny feeling you're about to tell me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yes. Being being the guy that always does his research on this show. You're uh, the Cliff Clavern. The Cliff Cliff Clavern. Make no mistake about it. Absolutely. So propaganda. Well, uh, no, I mean, did you know that uh, propaganda is a uh, Scotch Russian word for uh, fake news, misinformation, and uh, useless knowledge? It's a little known factor, Normie. Uh, so it is information, especially of a biased or misleading nature, used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view. So it is biased and mis- misleading in nature, and it's and it's used to promote someone's point of view, typically that, political that point of view. That term was invented, but coined by who? Anderson Cooper or Chris Cuomo? I forget which one. Uh, it doesn't say here, uh, but I imagine they're they're involved in some way, shape, or form. So. But when you think of, um, you know, when we think of propaganda, I think we always think of, for whatever reason, Nazi propaganda. Because, I mean, think of World War II. They were pretty famous for propaganda and, and you know. Never heard of that. Cause. No, never heard that? No. Nope. No. 
So, but we I think, think of it's, propaganda. I think of Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of propaganda. You would you would think of World War II because you're significantly older than me. <laughs> I'm not that older. Much older than you. <laughs> But let me just say, you know, we got the war in Ukraine right now. And I thought, you know, I don't know if you remember the couple, I'll tell you a couple of propaganda stories from the, the war, this war. And, you know, every time there's a war, there's what's called the fog of war, right? You don't know what's going on, but but you hear information that comes out. And do you remember hearing about the, the ghost of Kiev? You know, do you know what are that you, is? Uh, are you being yeah. serious or are you putting me on right now? <laughs> I'm being, I'm being absolutely uh, serious. Um yeah, I can't think of something that rhymes with is Zelensky. Is it Ghost of Kiev or Kiev? Which one is it, by the way? It's Kiev. It always like has propaganda. been Kiev. But as soon as we have a war, we change the names of things. We say Kiev, but it's it's Kiev. It always has been Kiev, but I don't know. We're is the, the Ghost Kiev. of Kiev related to the Ghost of Gettysburg? No, but I understand what you mean. No, it's not at all related. Is it related to that ghost from uh, the Booberry cereal when we were kids? No, but that's a great okay. cereal. One of my favorites from my Ute. Um, Did you say Ute? Yes, Ute. What is a Ute? <laughs> it's a young person. <laughs> so, anyways, the story of the ghost of Kiev. This was the uh, nickname given to a this mysterious MiG twenty nine fulcrum flying ace that was that was shooting down Russian planes. And according to uh, the Ukraine, this one individual pilot shot down ten. Russian jets as of uh, the end of February. So great story. Uh, everybody's talking about people are tweeting about how this great. Oh, they are just droning on and on and on and on about it. Yeah. Yeah. To so the, the point where I'm not so sure it was a manned uh, ship. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how much they drone on and on. But according to uh, facts that you the ghost what I just did there. I did. It was great. It was I, wonderful. It turns out that the ghost of Kiev has been credited as a morale booster that put out by the Ukrainian government to boost morale of the troops and to the people of Ukraine. So there may be some truth to it, but it's been uh, exaggerated uh, for political purposes. It's a good example of it. So you remember the... uh, Yeah, go ahead. Here's what bothers me. Go ahead. About all of this. Yeah. Your president is a comedian, actor, and reality TV star. Yes. We had one of those, didn't we? comic, it's like we have parallel universes. But (laughs) if he's a comic, doesn't he write new material? Why does he need, like, some ghost of Kiev? Like, your leader should have better material than that if he's a legit comic and actor. But, you, but again, it's a great story, and everybody, you know, the the I would call it the low IQ media jumps on the story, and they're all excited about talking about the the ghost of Kiev, and so so it's 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 pure propaganda, but it plays to people who aren't thinking and aren't investigating, which is how most of, most propaganda works, is that the. You know, the people aren't, who aren't diving deep and asking the secondary questions are the ones that are buying these stories, right? I mean, that's, that's really what the hope is with propaganda is you throw something out there and then people don't ask the tough questions. Like, how is this one pilot shooting down all these, you know, uh, Russian jets? So, um, you know, it, it, but as it turns out, it's, it's more of a morale booster. It was never meant as a, as a factual statement. Uh, the other thing is the attack on Snake Island. Do you remember this this story? So go fuck yourself. 
Yeah, that's it. So there's 13 border guards, Ukrainian border guards on this little desolate island. And this and this Russian ship pulls up and says, hey, we're going to blast you if you don't give up. And what do they say? Like you said, exactly. They say, you know, Russian warship, go fuck yourself. That's what they say. And uh, and then we were told that all 13 were killed. Uh, and in fact, even Zelensky said they they said uh, they died heroes. Yeah, no, he said he said defending Snake Island, all our border guards died in a heroic death, but they shall say they but they have not surrendered. Let those who gave their lives to Ukraine be remembered forever and ever. That was from our from the president of Ukraine. Guess what? They uh, they they lied. Uh, they actually <laughs> gave up. They, um, according to the Ukrainian Navy, the, the group has are still alive, and they are alive after surrendering their arms when they ran out of ammunition. They were forced to to uh, surrender. So again, it was a story that got the hearts and minds. There, there's T-shirts made up that says, you know, you know, Russian Navy, go after yourself, right? But it turns out it wasn't true. It was just a propaganda. Uh, thing to just to get the spirits of the country up, but yeah, we were who, all who, who really manufactured it. I don't believe it was Zelensky in Ukraine. I, I, I don't know. I don't it know. But t-shirt. It was the t-shirt industrial complex. <laughs> now, now you're on to something. No, seriously. Huh. You know when they say follow the science, I would say follow this: follow the money. Follow the money. That's it. That's that's where typically half these things you are. Trust the science, John. Well, yeah. Well. I, yeah, one man is science, is what I was told. So um, now the, the other one that's kind of came out through the uh, the Ukraine war is that Putin claimed he's he's out there targeting Nazis. Have you heard this one? That the whole reason he invaded Ukraine was there was there was Nazis that had to be eliminated. Did you know that? Why didn't he invade Charlottesville then? <laughs> Get the guys with the TV He's torches. He's worried about Nazis. Why isn't he? Why haven't like Russian ships washed up on our shores? Yes, that's a According good question. According to half of America, or you know, one particular political party, the whole other half of the country are literally Nazis. Exactly. He said that he's his whole mission was to uh, to uh, denazify the denazification of the Ukraine. That's the reason for his invasion. He said that to the Russian people on February 24th this year. So He's again- taking a page out of our playbook in this country. <laughs> What's that? Oh, they're calling them Nazis? Yeah. Yeah, just call somebody a Nazi, call them a racist, and then, then you're justified doing whatever you want to them, right? Is that the, that's the play, right? If you're a racist, homophobic, yep. uh, fascist- Yeah. Uh, Nazi puppy killer misogynist than you yeah. wiped off the face of the earth. Yes. Right. Right. And that's what, that's what Putin did. He took a, he took a page from the, the woke playbook and he says, we're going to kill Nazis. And so uh, again, it's propaganda. Again, he's telling his people that again, he's trying to influence something. So I got one final story. I know I'm, I'm taking up a lot of time here, but Putin. So uh, what's happening right now with the price of gas? It's higher than giraffe testicles. It is. It's it's higher than Snoop Dogg on a Saturday night. <laughs> it is bad, okay? And the latest thing, have you heard this term? This is propaganda. It's Putin's price hike. That's what it's being called. The White House and Biden in recent days have dubbed the surging prices in fuel as Putin's price hike. May, may I please be uh, the fact checker on this? Go for it. Uh, my heating bill doubled. We heat with oil. Yeah. My heating bill doubled during the month of January. 
Putin invaded the Ukraine during the month of February. Yes. Yes. End of conversation. Yes. I actually did some research on this, as uh, good Cliff Clavin would do. Uh, the gas, since Biden took office until before the invasion of Ukraine, gas was up 52%, and gas has gone up 18% since then. So uh, to say this is Putin's uh, price hike is propaganda. So again, uh, so propaganda we think of maybe as uh, only bad people do it. Apparently, we do it here in America too. The Russians do it. Well, we have bad the Ukrainians people do it. Um, yeah, it's a lot so of bad actors. Yeah, it, it's a lot of bad actors, and again, it's a way to manipulate public opinion towards your cause, whatever that is. Yeah. So, I mean, but, I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I heard. Yeah, and, and I, I saw it on TikTok, so it's got to be true. <laughs> true. Because that's not run by uh, the Chinese Communist Party, that app. Correct. It's not. Um, that the reason we lost an hour of sleep last night is because of Putin. Damn that Putin. What Biden wanted to do is he wanted to give us an extra hour for free. Right. Because it, like college, it, and it, it should be free for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um but it's Putin's fault that that didn't happen. We actually lost an hour, and that was uh, Russian interference right there with our clocks. Uh, I mean, every time it comes Is around, that accurate, my wa- John. Uh, it, it's it's 100% accurate. I mean, that that's the best way to explain it at this point because anytime I try to explain daylight daylight savings time rationally, I I can never. Ever since I was a kid, tried to understand it. I can't understand it. My wife and I had a conversation yesterday about it. Why do we have it? What, what's the purpose? And we both went, it was for this and this. And then, I don't know. What, why is it still? And, and again, we end up with the same conclusion. Why do we still do it? And now you've answered that question, which is it's Putin. Yeah, it's Putin. Putin on you know a Ritz. It's ironic. Uh, what? The very same people who claim Trump would... Uh drive us into a recession and cause World War III, have driven yes. us into a recession and caused World War III. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, some people called his tweets mean. I thought they were entertaining, and maybe that's because I, I'm, I just don't take it. I never took him seriously. But I kind of miss mean tweets and cheap gas. Hey, Rocket Man, I have the same button, but mine's bigger and it works. Like, who wasn't amused that was, by that? That was the funniest thing. I remember. Mine's bigger almost, and it works. It actually works. He called him. No, he was in the UN. He literally was in the UN General Assembly and called him Rocket Man. And I'm thinking, oh, I've never seen this in my lifetime. I'll never see it again. That's that's that to me was entertainment. I know he was the, you know, the, the, the greatest leader in the free world. But still, it was fun. That was fun. I mean. I mean, it's it's good to have a potato as president, but it's just not as fun. A potato is a vegetable. Yes, 100%. <laughs> um, so you're like going off on all these like silly, um, like entertaining tangents that aren't real. And what right. I would like to talk about is real propaganda. You're giving oh. me all this Russia, Ukraine, war, like nonsense propaganda that does not impact society, uh, the climate, right? True. Our, our True. health, our well-being, future generations. Like, 
everything you're sharing, John, no offense, is kind of trivial compared to what I'm about to share when it comes to propaganda. I know I'm a bit insensitive just bringing up these trivial things in the midst of uh, all the other things going on in the world. So if you could sit down, buckle up. Uh, I have something serious to share. And it isn't often that that I get uh, that I take a serious tone, ah. but I, I'm about to. So hashtag trigger warning. And it has to do with, and this is this spans multiple generations. You know, this didn't just all of a sudden happen. This isn't new propaganda that happened with the internet. Uh, I'm not even sure how far back it goes, hmm. but I suppose I could probably Google it. But what I'm talking about is some um, some propaganda that um, Canada has been brainwashing the world with for for a long time now. Something about use real real maple syrup. No, that's Vermont. That's Bernie Sanders' fault. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, let's see what's Canada. Uh, Hortons? I mean, is it that they pushing their Hortons coffee on us? Yeah, this might have been Tim Horton from the get-go, but it was not. Um, it's not about coffee. I don't know. I'm. I'm. For, you don't I, know I'm, hockey. I don't know what else. 1854. Mm-hmm. Ontario, Canada. Okay. The province of uh, Ontario. Yes. Toronto, to be specific. All right. Okay. Does that help you at all? No, not at all. All right. Um, They call it Canadian bacon. Oh, yes. Propaganda. It is propaganda. It is not bacon. It is a dried up piece of ham i mean it's basically a thin hockey puck yeah it is not that's not bacon well i didn't know what it was until well if you had told me egg mcmuffin i would have that would have been a better hint because that's where i first heard of canadian bacon it was yeah, like oh it's uh, got canadian bacon on there like it's it's a it's a circular ham slice toronto pork packer <laughs> william davies he was was he gay I can't I say that. You can I, you did. take that out. I, I, I had you at Pork Packer. Uh, William Davies, who came to Canada from England. Of course, he's a Brit. Of course, that's yeah. it. Yeah. In 1854, is credited with the development of Canadian bacon, a wet-cured, unsmoked back bacon, allegedly, from trimmed, lean, boneless pork loin rolled in cornmeal. That's what they're calling Canadian bacon. Hmm. That I don't know about the rolled in cornmeal part, but um, it that I think we can all agree that is not bacon. Bacon is uh, the most American thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. Canada is trying to culturally appropriate our yeah. breakfast meat. Yeah, uh, you know, which it's I funny. think easily eclipses some bullshit about nuclear war, World War Three. Oh, we're all gonna yeah. die. Global warming. That's true. Bioweapon labs, bombing hospitals and maternity wards. We have a serious problem in North America. 
The Canadians have been running a misinformation campaign feeding us propaganda since 1854. And I'm the only one calling them out. I, I agree. I'm Canadian bacon's not bacon. That that's a good point. I think we need t-shirts. We need bumper stickers. We need to get on an anti-propaganda campaign to fight cancel back. Canada. Hashtag cancel Canada. Yeah. If you told me if you told me Justin Trudeau put that in place, I'd believe it more. But it came from a long time ago. But I bet he supports it. I, I think he loves smoking meat. It wouldn't surprise me if he did invent Canadian bacon secretly. Right. Exactly. So that's a more serious matter than your little a good point. Ukraine, Russia, this and that. Canadian bacon's not bacon. Um, don't fall for the propaganda, people. Don't fall for the lies. It's a I good mean, point. What do you expect from the same country that gave us Nickelback, Celine Dion, and Justin Bieber? That is a really good point. We need to build a wall on the northern border and make them pay for it after all this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mexico, fentanyl, China laundering money, yeah, you know, human trafficking. No, Canada's the problem. I agree. Absolutely. Canadian bacon, Justin Bieber, Nickelback, and Celine Dion. Can we just ship all of that back to them? I do want to keep Pamela Anderson and Shania Twain, though. I didn't know they were both from there. Yeah. Wow. Canada's only two redeeming qualities. I had no idea. That's great. No, Canada's got a lot of great things. new every day on the X Factor podcast. You do. That's like one of those nuggets that you have to usually wait till the end to find. But I just gave you the 10% and you were were full of the 90%, John. I was. What a turnabout that was. You supplied the 10% of the show that's really important in that Pamela Anderson came from Canada. I had some runner-up propaganda campaigns. Oh, you did. What yep. were some of your runner-ups? Uh, Hope and Change, Build Back Better, <laughs> The Steel Dossier, Ooh. and uh, really, in all seriousness, I, and I'm kind of joking about those, kind of, but they... Well, let's be honest. Um, the Steele dossier was propaganda. Yes. The but turn, yeah. In, in all seriousness, I think if you want to talk about X-Factor propaganda, it's like we are living in the age of misinformation. We're in the misinformation era. And really, all of social media is X-Factor propaganda. Because here's my theory, John. I think there is an extreme left in this country. There's yes. a very small percentage of our population. Yes. There's an extreme right that is a very small percentage of the population. Yes. And I firmly believe that like 85, 90% of us are somewhere right in the kind of right in the middle on either side yeah. of the middle. Like we can meet, we can all meet and agree on things. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. But all you see is hatred and division 
and fighting and arguing on social media when it comes to politics in this country. And I firmly believe, because I, I believe in the American people, I believe in the American way and, and our our uh, constitutional republic. We are not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. And that is why I believe that so much of that on social media are Russian and Chinese bots. And I am not like being Mr. Tinfoil Hat like I was with Canadian Bacon. I'm being sincere here. I do believe that so much of what we see are fake accounts that aren't real people. Oh, 100%. Russian and Chinese bots. And they're trying to divide yeah. and con- what's the expression? Divide and conquer. Conquer. Yeah. No, it's it's You're true. Doing it, uh, through cyberspace. And I see it just because I have a big, I have a big, uh, you have a big uh, what? I have a big Twitter account, and that, and I have a lot of followers, and I have a lot of new followers, and a lot of times I'll tell it that you can tell they're bots because typically it's like Susan eight seven three nine two, and there's like if you go on their account, they they just opened it a month ago, and they have maybe three posts, and uh, they're following you know like following you. A ton of people and they have no, you know, and it, and they don't really have any followers. And then they're like, hey, you know, I, I would like to really get to know you or whatever. Or like, what are you interested in? What country are you from? That's the one I get a lot. What country are you from? Like, uh, it's in my bio, you know, check it right there. You know, anyways, but you see bots all the time. It's like bots everywhere. I, I end up, uh, you know, bot blocking most of the time I'm on Twitter is block, block, block. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, heard you have a big Twitter. I forget who it was. They said they wanted to get their Facebook all up in your Twitter. Oh, geez. Yes. This is this is classic X Factor going on right now. <laughs> so, yeah, those are my runner-ups, John. I do believe there are a lot of bots out there. I, I think you're right. There's a lot of bots and they do it. They purposely, you know, stoke up hate between the two groups just to see what's going to happen, you know? And uh, I know that uh, these server farms, there's Russian server farms that are doing it. There's Chinese server farms that are doing it and they just have these bunch of accounts and they just, they just, yeah, we'll get people riled up on certain issues. And I think that's, that's truly propaganda. When you're, when you're misrepresenting a news story just to get people riled up, that's, that's what propaganda is. And, it, and it's a ton of it. And, and, you know, I don't know how you feel about this subject, but, you know, social media trying to police, you know, the the misinformation out there. And I think they end up the problem with that is they end up taking a giant foot and they stomp out a lot of stuff that's real information or people questioning a government narrative, you know, a government potentially government propaganda. And if you don't if you don't agree with that propaganda, then you get this giant footstep on you and you you get you get blocked out or you get canceled because you don't agree with the narrative. And that's a problem as well, too. Yeah, I mean, the alternative is to just leave it the wild, you know, let it be the Wild West. Honestly, I think I feel like it should be the Wild West because I think, you know, just like with people, you realize who's full of bullshit just by spending time with them, right? Yeah. You don't need the government to step in and say, well, that guy's full of bullshit. You need, you can't talk to him. No, let him, you talk to that person, find out that they're full of crap, right? That's what you, you will learn that if you, if you let, if you let people do what they're going to do, you're going to find the people that are, that are full of crap, you know, and you, you can block them you can get rid of them and take it. You can personally take them out of your timeline or out of your life, you know, just like you do in real life. We didn't have fact checkers running around blocking people from talking to each other for the last 250 years, you know? And we, I mean, I know I muted you and all your accounts on social media for that reason. So dang it. 
Yeah. I was doing better. But it is it, it it's what happens, you know. So what were your runner-ups? Did you have runner-ups? Yeah, no, I mean I had um the one yeah, story no. that yeah, no, I had. Which one is it? Yeah or no, or I had. Actually, I had a main one that I wanted to talk about that wasn't a runner-up. Hit me with it. Hit me. The ones I told you were my runner-ups. So this is my main one, and it's about the main. And it's about the the U.S. ship, the main, that was sunk off the coast of Not to be confused with your main squeeze. Correct. Exactly. Which would be Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um. Yeah. So, you know, we think of propaganda World War II. We think it was it's fairly modern, but it goes goes way back to the Spanish-American War. And and I'm telling you, uh, if you do a little research on the Spanish-American War, you'll see that it was really incredible that the people in the news, the people that owned newspapers, which was basically social media back then. Right. They were pushing. uh, uh, They wanted the U.S. to get involved with a war. That was essentially between the Spanish government and the and their colony in Cuba, and then the U.S. government was Huffington and Jeff Bezos. It's exactly it. It was back then. Exactly. So it was William Randolph Hearst who owned the New New York Journal, and Joseph Pulitzer who ran the New York World. They wanted to stoke this conflict because they wanted to sell papers. And you know, it's kind of interesting when when you when you have history to look back at something. We were talking about earlier, follow the money. It was all about selling the selling papers. And get this, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who was the assistant secretary of the Navy back then, he also was pushing for the war because he thought it would heal the wounds that were still fresh from the Civil War, and it'll also increase the funding to the U.S. Navy. Again. Follow the money. I mean, I, and Teddy Roosevelt, I'm a huge fan of Teddy Roosevelt, but it was clear that he saw this as an opportunity to, you know, further an agenda that he felt very strongly about. And yeah, I don't, the T-shirt industrial complex is bad now. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the military industrial complex was bad then, really bad then. Bad then, and it's bad now too. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. It's a T-shirt industrial complex. I think. It, exactly, but gotcha. but but just the point. Like you see a lot of people pushing for war in Ukraine. Like, oh, we need to enforce a no-fly zone. We need to start shooting Russian planes down. Yeah. I, you know, as a Cold War veteran, I'm like, hey, hey, guys, um, that's a nuclear power, uh, Russia. This is not Iraq or Afghanistan. Let's it's, think it's, about I this. Yeah, people. I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but like, <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, your generation of military leaders, no one's asking you for your insights, thoughts, feedback, and oh. you guys are the experts on all this. I've seen a Russian flag through Mind a Mind boggling. Yeah, I've seen a Russian flag. No, sorry. I saw a Soviet flag. I've seen Soviet flags through a periscope. I kind of know what I'm talking about. Palin could see one through her living room window. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Where is she? Where is she? We, you know, don't we need to bring back drill, baby drill? We need to bring back drill, baby drill. I think we it's appropriate right now with I paid four four twenty for gas just before this podcast. Four ninety nine. Oh shoot! Oh, $42 to fill up half a tank of my Toyota RAV4. Oh, even yeah. a real SUV. It's like a, a a Camry with a lift kit, for God's sakes. 
That's a so country anyway, song. You, That's a country you, song. As you were lift it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like about to bring my truck down to Charlotte and trade it out for my son's Rav Four at this point because he doesn't go anywhere. He works from home. He can take my truck. My truck's just killing. Go buy me. a Tesla. I mean, Mayor Pete wants you to just. Uh, smart thing to do would just buy a Tesla. Yeah. Has, has that guy ever done anything of value in his short life? I mean, he ran the city of South Bend, Indiana, into the ground. That's what I understand. Yes. Yeah. But yes, he has done something. Oh, you said a value. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, Minor detail. <laughs> yeah. Telling the average American who's getting crushed by the ca- the cost of gas to go buy a Tesla, like him saying that would be akin to him telling a homeless person, "Oh, easy solution to your problem. Go buy a house." Best <laughs> thing ever. I'm going to go buy a hundred fifty thousand dollar car because Pete Buttigieg says so. Okay. That sounds good. Yep. Uh, and you'll be on a waiting list until after the gas crisis is over. Right, right. You remember the last gas crisis of the 70s, what that gave us? The Chevy Chevette, which of one I owned, which is like or the worst Vinco car ever made. Too, yeah. <laughs> worst car ever made. In so. all seriousness, and I know we were supposed to be talking about the main, and I promise, James Elliott, I promise we'll get back around to that in a second. Okay. I was driving past my local Costco on Wednesday afternoon. Yes. And there was, because I'm old enough that I remember waiting in the gas lines of the 70s. Yes, I do. With my parents. Yes. In our two-door white Buick Skylark that had black vinyl interior oh yeah scalded your legs in the summer i had third degree burns on the back of my legs to this day from sitting in the back seat of that thing Nagahide. hours waiting to buy gas so yes. only find out that like by the time you got to the front of the line the pumps are empty was well, driving past costco on wednesday and there was a line wrapping around yep. both sides yep. of the intersection into the parking lot it reminded me of the 1970s yeah. and those people will sit there for hours burning half a tank of gas to yep. save four cents a gallon yeah yeah that's how stupid we are no 100 percent. yeah we had uh you know i don't know if you remember it was maybe last year or year before we had the colonial pipeline hack they had uh we had hackers that uh yep. like ransomware that's what it was but um, yeah, we had no gas in North Carolina. It was wild. I remember so that. We um, from Florida, Virginia, that whole yeah, I ninety five so, corridor. So we were using Gas Buddy to try to find places that had gas, and I was going to these really sketch, dangerous like parts of town, like that had like this <laughs> this really sketchy gas station there. We got gas. I'm like, I don't know what I'm putting in my car, but it'll keep me going. So yeah, but um, it's 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 a little scary, and um, yeah, but it's all Putin's fault. So that's good. It's a shame our country doesn't have a better relationship with the countries of Texas and Alaska, <laughs> where we could uh, negotiate with them to get oil. Yes, like our leader. It's a shame our leader should mend fences with the leaders of those two countries. I think they should absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. the main. Back to the main. Yes. Well, so uh, again, You're about I, I, the Spanglish American War. Yeah. So as I was saying, like the the newspapers and and people like Teddy Roosevelt were kind of stoking up the Americans' opinions. They were using propaganda to get people to think like we really should be involved in this conflict. And then sudden, uh, this is interesting. So 
Uh, there's a guy named Frederick Remington. He was an artist hired by William Randolph Hearst, the guy that was stoking some of this stuff. He was hired to, to be in Cuba to wait for a some sort of uh, war to break out. So he was basically on assignment from uh, Wilf, uh, William Randolph Hearst to basically draw pictures about this war that's coming. I guess they didn't have photographers back then. But anyways, this guy, Frederick, he, he calls back to, or he writes back to uh, Hertz. He says, everything's quiet. There's no trouble here. There'll be no war. I wish to return. To which Hertz reply was, please remain. You furnish the pictures and I'll furnish the war. And uh, several days later, the USS Maine exploded in, in the harbor. Uh, I think it was Havana Harbor uh, on uh, 15th, uh, January, February 15th, 1898, killed 268 sailors, three quarters of her crew. And the Hertz ran a story the next day. The warship Maine was split in two by an enemy's secret infernal machine. And he painted the story of how the Maine was sunk by uh, Spanish torpedoes that were shot from shore. Uh, and then remember the Maine to hell with Spain became the rallying cry for the Spanish-American War. And we got into war with Spain over the sinking of the Maine, of which turned out to be uh, an explosion that originated inside the ship. It was a it was That's an internal failure. It's a pain that the Maine, uh, but it it was an explosion. It was an internal explosion. It had nothing to do with the Spanish government. It's almost like you were just rapping. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Maine and Spain yes. turned out to be uh, so. Remember the Maine? Hell where explosives Spain. would rain. <laughs> yes, rendering pain. Yes, that's the aim. Um, but yeah, it turns out that was false. Turns out it was propaganda. Turns out we got into a war because the people in the newspapers wanted it, and and our undersecretary of the Navy wanted it. And um, a, a, a tragic undersecretary, under an undersecretary. Well, he was assistant secretary, I guess. I don't know what, what an under. What is an undersecretary? I don't know. It's a good question. Like, there's a secretary, and then there's someone under them. Okay. I'm just saying. I think. Anyways, remember so the main it was propaganda. X factor piece of propaganda. Yes, hundred percent. Yes. I mean, it's almost like William Randolph Randolph Hearst Hurts. Yep. was the original reality TV star before reality TV. He was, yeah, he was. Um, well, he was the he was. Uh, I don't know. The, I don't know how. To, I mean, you see it on CNN. They're they're constantly talking like we got to go to war with Russia. We got to we got to protect Ukraine. And it's the same thing. They're stoking up people to I mean, go our to vice war. president thinks the Ukraine's part of NATO. That's how stupid she is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's she's trying. I mean, look what she's I mean, look at the border work she's done. Um, no, yeah, no we have Canadian bacon flowing straight across that border. <laughs> I know. We got Canadian bacon on one side, fentanyl on the other side. It's I don't you know, know which is more dangerous. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> So you uh, were talking about Spain and the Maine and pain and and, and uh, yes. William Randolph Hearst's reign. Um, yes. I think this might be a good time uh, for Rennie Raps. Are we doing this really? Rennie are we reads, doing this? Rennie Raps. Rennie reads. So how about this? How about we this? Uh, we play the. Uh, 
we play our new intro music. We debut our new intro music. You want me to play it? Yeah. Here it goes, everybody. Uh, here it is. Mike check one two, slung over you. Rainy breeze from the dopest MCs. Mike check one two, it's long overdue. Rainy breeze from the dopest MCs. I I don't even know what this means. That's the theme song. Are we doing this today? That was beautiful. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> so I can't give you any lead time whatsoever. This is about no. to escalate very, very quickly compared to. I'm a little to, nervous. Uh, I am nervous. Compared I'll be to honest. me easing you into the last one. Yes. Well, the other, yeah. Um, oh, John, it is not letting me copy, cut, and paste. Uh oh. Well, good. Maybe we'll do um, do something nice. We'll do the sound of silence. Did you get that? No. No. I, here's what I'll do. I'll text it to you. You can read it off your phone. Will that work? Yeah, it works. I have, I have a text on my computer. Okay. Oh, boy. So, uh, I mean, we went to great lengths to make that, uh, to make that wrap. You like that? That was good, huh? That was. So, so to give credit where credit is due, who is the uh, the lyrical genius that that created that for us? The lyrical Jesse James. I'm I a lyrical Jesse James. I'll, who I'll, was that? I'll, I'll have to confess, it was a Fiverr. Uh, it was you a, a good freelancer from where? It was a freelancer from Fiverr. I'll give you his name for those who want to get into his music. Oops! Wow! Why don't I get off? Oh, there's Fiverr. All right. You want to know who it is? I, I think the whole world wants to know who you were rapping with. <laughs> I, I can't get into Fiverr. Oh, here we go. Yeah, messages. Uh, orders. Uh, where is it? Oh, here it is. I, I will write a rap song for your business. Uh, business. name is Stone. Stone. Stones Mo, I'm so bad at this. Stones Mo Yo D. Stones Mo Yo D. Stones Mo Yo D in the house with <laughs> Ren DMC. Not Stones. Run DMC, Ren DMC. It is. It's Stones Mo Yo HD. No, Stones Mo Yo HD. I don't know. That's his name. All right, that's beautiful. It was so, great. I just sent you All this right. week's edition of. Rennie Reads. Jeez. Uh, all right, I need to blow this up. It's a little tiny. Well, this is not rap, but it <laughs> is. I'm putting song. on my glasses, which makes this even more funny. Uh, uh, what are we doing here? Okay, because I can't read it. Your rap funny. name would be Plain White Rapper. 100%. All right, so this is uh, Rennie Reads for this week. I don't know what this is. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Sneaking out of my house, I was just 16, met you in the dark down by the creek. We'd mess around until we got cold feet. Summers in Kentucky, they were hard to beat. 25 years later, our lives have changed, meeting girls on the road who are half my age. 
Sometimes I think about the creek when I'm on a stage. <laughs> I, can't, I can't go further. <laughs> sure you can. <laughs> it's bad. Summers in Kentucky, man, I miss that place. I used to press your up your P word up against my mouth. <laughs> now you've had a couple of kids and it's all stretched out. Come on. Man. <laughs> Starting to think we could figure it out. Summers in Kentucky want to be back now. If you've ever felt like ditching your man, grab your kids, hit the road with a country band. There's room for y'all inside of my van. We could start all, y'all. all over all again. All y'all, not y'all. There's all room y'all. for all y'all inside of my van. We could start our lives all over again. Heard you gained a few saggy tits, but who am I to say? Because I've I've aged like shit. Sometimes I think we'd be a perfect fit. Summers in Kentucky, man. I sure miss it. I'd give you all. We, the- we could stop there. Because I'm afraid that you might actually read the rest of it. Oh my gosh, what is that? I've never heard that song before. Uh, so it's a beautiful song by <laughs> it a, a love uh, song. Who is it? A great American philosopher named Wheeler Walker Jr. Ah, okay. Is he the one so, that brought us? What's uh, that? Who else? What other songs has he brought us? Um, that was Summers in Kentucky. Yeah, he uh, he has uh, brought you the song Redneck Shit. Oh, okay. Um, P-word king. <laughs> nice. And many other hits. Yeah, wow. So um, I think it's very timely to share that because that was off of his album, uh, WW3. Oh, that's you've tied that all together. Yeah, uh, but it's not World War Three. It's Wheeler Walker. Oh. Great. Um, so anyway... He, I've um, never heard that song. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. So, uh, have you heard you? I'm sure your kids have heard of the band Steel Panther. Uh, no, I don't think so. It's so. like legit hard rock, like really good yeah. hard rock music, but with obscene lyrics. Oh, no. no Wheeler Walker Jr. has kind of become the country music Steel Panther. Ah, ah. And he is <laughs> um, the alter ego of the comedian Ben Hoffman. Do you ah. remember Ben Hoffman from the Comedy Central show, The Ben Show? No, no. Ran for a couple of seasons, then it got canceled. So um, he debuted one of his songs on uh, The Ben Show on Comedy Central uh, in front of like uh, a room full of old people. And it was absolutely hilarious because you got to see the crowd's reaction to lyrics like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of where that whole thing was born. Um but yes, he is quite a personality. This week, he just got kicked out of the Grand Old Opry. Oh, come on. For protesting the fact that Florida Georgia Line has an exhibit in the Country Music Hall of Fame, which is at the Opry. And he had a picket sign and he was, you know, just kind of yelling, Florida Georgia Line doesn't belong. Anyway, um, it was all very timely, which is why I did want to share that one. And uh, just to make you blush a little bit like a schoolgirl, John. Uh, yeah, that uh, was was interesting. Yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah. Sneaking out of your house. Yeah. I was just 16. They're interesting. Yeah. Are you listening to some interesting music? I would say, Coach Brew. 
I had the opportunity to see him live in concert. Yeah. Uh, at the Sinclair in Cambridge, Mass., just uh, Boston. Nice. Sold out the place. Now, here's the ironic thing. I got to interview him for an article uh, before the show. Here's the uh, fascinating and ironic thing of his whole shtick, if you will. 75% of that audience were young women. And every song, almost every song is worse than what you read. Yeah. It is a mild version of his music. And all these young ladies were there chanting before he came on stage, Wheeler, Wheeler, Wheeler. Like the crowd is going nuts. And all these girls were singing along to every song word for word. Hmm. They knew all the lyrics. Now, the funny part is some of them dragged their boyfriends along and they're just kind of standing there behind them with their arms crossed. Very, uh, you know, very suspicious looking, you know, very... uh, almost appalled by what they were hearing and the fact that their girlfriends knew the lyrics. It was hilarious. Mm. And never mind the fact that at his merch table, uh, a lot of the people went up there with merch, but didn't want him signing the merch. They were lifting up their shirts, asking him to sign something else. Those ladies. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. It was almost like a sociological experiment watching all this play out. It was fascinating. Well, you know, because, I mean, people would say, well, that's offensive. The, lang- the lyrics in his, in his songs are, 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 you know, are offensive. But then there's people who should be offended by the lyrics of his song who are huge fans of his. Yeah. So what is offensive to one person is, not, is entertainment to another. Yeah, I mean, look I, at rap music. And how yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. hear um, all kinds of lyrics and the N-word and you hear all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And that's oftentimes not deemed offensive at all by the masses. Yeah, yeah. It's quite amazing. So It really is. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. I'm glad you didn't pick any rap music for me to read this week. So this was a uh, – reading what you read was a relief. It was. As soon as I saw Kentucky – as soon as I saw Kentucky, I knew we weren't talking about grabbing my nine and driving around in my 5.0 with the top down so my hair could blow or something like that. Uh, that would be Vanilla Ice, right? Isn't that like modern rap? He, um, his real name, I think, is Henry Van Winkle or something, like something Van Winkle. Really? Does he sell bourbon? Uh, he... <laughs> He did an appearance back in like 2008 or 2009 at Mixer's Nightclub in Sabatis, Maine. Oh, wow. Which to call it a hole in the wall at the end of the earth would be an understatement and perhaps an insult to holes and walls at the end of the earth. Yeah. And Vanilla Ice was there. The artist formerly known as Vanilla Ice. Oh, is he not Vanilla Ice anymore? He's Rob Van Winkle. Is that his name? What's yeah? What's that's right, name? Rob Van Van Winkle Van. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. I would. If we had a show producer, he'd tell us right away. Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Yeah. I'll be the show producer. I'll Google things while we talk. That's good. You're faster than me. And Parker. Mm-hmm. I True. Actually, did that. Um, so yeah, propaganda. We just threw a lot of propaganda at our listeners. Yeah. Uh, if they yeah. enjoyed it, what should they do with it? This propaganda. 
Yeah, if you like the podcast, like it, share it, tell your friends. I mean, uh, press the button. Tell your enemies. Notification. Tell your enemies. We don't care. Tell Putin, right? Tell Zelensky. Tell uh are offended by anything we talked about or said, it's Putin's fault. Blame 100%. Russia. That's the Putin price increase. That's exactly what that is. And if we, um, if you tweet at us uh, and you're complaining or trying to cancel us or using a, uh, a rude hashtag, um, we're just going to assume it was not an actual person or fan who was offended. It was a Russian bot or a Chinese bot. Yes, 100%. I think it's perfectly reasonable because you know we're we're uh, we're like the people's champions of we the podcast space. I mean, this is the people's this is the people's place. It really it's is common sense. We're this very is inclusive. common sense. You know, we we don't. It's common sense is not commonly applied. It's it's all commonly applied here at the X Factor. It's not common knowledge or common practice, except for right here. And we're Absolutely. brought to you by our friends at Bottom Gun Coffee. Head on over there, bottomguncoffee.com. Get the cowboy blend. It's my personal favorite. I uh, They I do drink, have pumpkin spice now. I drink the cowboy blend before I put my cowboy boots on each morning. Ah, And they pair good. nicely together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got a few uh, new flavors. I was checking out their website the other day. I need to get these on order, but... Uh, 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 let me see. I'll, I'll bring it up because I think there's, we got to talk about it because we haven't talked about this in a while, but they have got some interesting flavors. So, uh, obviously we talked about Ahab Revenge, by the way, is on sale. So pick it up now. They've got dark roast and medium roast, but they've got some new ones that I haven't seen before. Mocha. Well, it sounds interesting. Pumpkin spice is now on the list. Coach Bruce. A little slice of heaven. It is. Uh, you know how cinnamon? much John Rennie loves me, folks? <laughs> he got me a big ass bar of pumpkin spice soap. Yes, Christmas. in honor of your uh, love for the for the uh, fall classic. All I uh, know is whenever I massage it all over my naked body in my bathtub, <laughs> I think of you, Jr. Oh, that's nice. I um, make my own bubbles. Cinnamon hazelnuts, another flavor they have. Cinnabon. Now that one sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, they've got a few new flavors out there. So check them out. That's bottomguncoffee.com. Tell them that Parker sent you and you'll get nothing off. Um, in fact, they'll probably give you a price increase. Yeah, that's deep. Yeah, but they've got some new flavors out there. So check them out. Uh, hey, you can get a, you can get a free pound of coffee potentially if you order one of my books because one of five, one of five prizes will be a uh, pound of bottom gun coffee so that's at you have the watch.com the other thing is check out chin up chest out.com great apparel for summer collections out. coming out soon jr Ooh. Sorry, spring collection spring i was gonna say i we didn't just, mean to get ahead of myself yeah no we're we're daylight savings time we're ready to go for spring spring collection great i'm looking for some shirt we're gonna do a new hoodie uh, we are going to do a um, a gunmetal colored, Ooh. yeah, anorak jacket. Ah, nice. You know what an anorak jacket is? No, I was pausing. It's like to... a packable windbreaker. It's a quarter zip pullover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Packable okay. windbreaker. Oh, that's it nice. Gunmetal gray, kind of a smoky gunmetal gray with a logo on the left chesticle. Nice, nice. I, I was looking on your website the other day. I love my champion sweatshirt. Are there other other champion sweatshirts on the other than the gray one? Is there? There's a gray there... one, a black one, and, and crew neck and hoodies. 
Uh, wow. They're selling out fast, though. I think we're sold out of like small, large, uh, maybe even schmedium. But uh, that is a fan favorite, the champion hoodie. The champion hoodie, you can't beat it. I love it. I Heavy wear duty. it. Yep. I've worn it all winter long. I've worn that thing out. So if actually my wife said it's got to go in the wash, I was like, ah, I, I can't live a day without. That's why I'm wearing something other than it right now. So, Well, you're looking good. Well, you know, I'm working. I still have other chin-up chest out apparel. but yeah, I just meant that generally speaking, you're dapper. Nah, not really. This is a an old frayed out t- shirt that I wear. Nice. I don't dress up. I haven't dressed up in years. Back in Nam, you did, right? Yeah, exactly. Back in Nam, I did. 100%. All right, so share the podcast. Share this propaganda. Yes. Uh, pre-order. You have the watch. You have the watch.com. You can win some fabulous prizes. Yes. Um, and you Go to Chin Up Chest Out. Go to Chin Up Chest Out. You can win a pound out. of coffee. You could win a $50 gift card from yours, Brulee. Yes. Um, and, yeah, go there. Do that. That's better. all I got for you. That's all I got as well. And uh, cancel Canada, cancel Canadian bacon. 100%. Take care, everybody.